Good day to you and welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. How are you doing today, friend? Hopefully you're doing well. I am driving out again in another pouring rain day. Forgive the background noise. In my mobile studio here, this is the best you're going to get today. And so uh, there it is. Okay, so what's on my mind this morning? Oh my goodness. I just, man, I just wish I could just grab a box, go to somewhere warm now. Let's start there. Go to somewhere where it's 75 degrees (laughs) and dry. And there's a whole bunch of people around. And I get a box and I climb up on it. And you know what? I just start saying, hey, Messiah's coming. Messiah's coming. I had a dream last night that was just very vivid. It was very clear. I've been dreaming dreaming again. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful. I've been in a season for the last year or so probably where I just have not been dreaming very much and dreams are starting to to come back into my life and I'm I'm so grateful. I love God speaking to me through dreams. I love it. I mean, it's man, I would say it's one of my favorite things. I just love dreams. Why? Well, there's a whole lot of reasons. This is not a dream episode. Hey, tune in to uh, dreams and how to interpret them. <laughs> you know, like, I just, I don't know. I mean, everybody's into something I know. <laughs> if you're a dream interpretation guy, that's okay. Keep doing it if you're a mature man and the Lord speaks to you in such a manner. Um, that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. I'm just talking about, like, it is a joy for God to speak to us in all of the ways that he does and I want to talk about it <laughs> and so I wish I could, I wish I had an audience today where I could stand up and say it's time to get to the things of the kingdom in my dream I was doing that in in a, a group setting of people and I was speaking a word of correction to something that happened in the dream. And there was a good heavy dose of people who were laughing at me, mocking me. Um, there was another group of people who were challenging what I was saying. And then there was one man, one man <laughs> who was saying, Amen, that's true. Amen, that's right. About himself, about us as a whole in in this dream like you know what that's true brother and so like (laughs) it was an awesome dream and I woke up like ready to go and preach somewhere and just teach and talk and exhort the body of Christ to wake up from her slumber I'm telling you and so in that vein let me just mention this I talk about this a lot with my wife and so I'm just going to start putting it out there Because you know what, like I'm always saying, unless we give God something to work with, I'm fully convinced that a lot of times things will not come to pass in our life because we are too restrained. We're too restrained. We're too quiet. We're too just reserved and and lacking faith. And and thereby we don't give God much to work with. And so I'm just going to put this out there, and I may start doing this with some sort of regularity. I want to speak somewhere. 
I want to go somewhere to someone, to a group of people, and speak the oracles of God. I have a burning desire in my soul to do this. I'm being patient. I have been patient for a while. I'm not rushing the hand of God. I'm not forcing His hand to do something in my life that's not according to His plan and His ways and His timing. But I am equally interested in trying to create the opportunity for that to take place. So that if that is you, I don't care where you live. I don't care whether you are in Texas or in California or the most ridiculous place I could come up with by grabbing somewhere off of the map. I don't care. If you have a family, if you have a congregation, if you have a fellowship that meets on your couch, I don't care. I am overflowing with what I would in humility say is what the Spirit's saying in this hour. And I want to get it out. There's some other things on the table of possibility that might make this happen in my more immediate area. I don't know. It's submitted to the Lord. And it's going to remain there until something changes. But friends, please, I'm like literally asking, like practically speaking, I have such an insatiable desire to be used in such a manner, to stand up and to the best of my present understanding and ability declare, this is what the Lord's saying. His people have got to hear some things. We've got to hear some things. Someone's got to stand up and be a man and, and speak some spiritual truths that are going unheard in this hour to the church. And I know there's other people who want to hear it. I know there are. So if that is you, would you please prayerfully consider reaching out to me? Message us on Facebook. Path to Zion Podcast is on Facebook. We need to get better at putting contact information out there. I, 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 man, I'm just, I'm no good at doing that stuff. I need to get better. If you're good at that, reach out to me somehow and help me with that. I could use it. Okay, so this morning... This is what I'm chewing on as of right now, this very second. It's in Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Yeshua is talking to his disciples. He's speaking to his called out chosen ones. The ones who said, you know what? I am willing to the best of my ability to, um, to lay down my livelihood, my family, my plans, my, my doubts. I believe you are someone, rabbi, teacher, and at some level to some followers, Messiah. If nothing else, there's something about you. I want to follow you. I will follow you. Now, of course, they become very zealous throughout the timeline of walking alongside Yeshua, and they constantly needed correction and like, look, brother, you really don't know what you're saying. You know, I, I get that you're excited. But you don't understand what you're trying to commit yourself to. And we are the same. We're no different. You know, I would say that most people read the gospel specifically and see how Yeshua called men and what he asked of them. And there's some disconnect that that is also the same for us today. There's some disconnect with that. We think 
through the lens of most people who listen to this program, and I do have to be careful because we're getting global listeners. So I'm, I'm trying to be wise and like, I'm realizing that not everyone who hears this has the Christian American mentality. You know, patriotic Christian America has a very specific and often limited view of the gospel message and of, of a, what I would say is just a proper understanding of what Yeshua was asking of them, asking them to leave behind, asking them to live within, to give themselves to and to abstain from. It just gets real muddy and mixed here in America. It gets really, man, mixture is heavy here. Um, and I don't want to get into that, but like the Babylonian reality is absolutely, I mean, I think that's the throne that America just worships. I think that the mixing is such a dangerous caution for us here in America as a comfortable people, as a, quote, blessed people, as a seemingly favored people in our freedoms, we really squander a lot of the parameters of God and the boundaries of God for His people to walk within. And often, I think from my perspective, the Christian American national viewpoint, now I would say subliminally, has been taught that they themselves are in fact the children of God. They are His elect. And friends, this is a dangerous doctrine that those of us who are in the way of Messiah in this nation have got to continue to assess our lives and make sure this in no way permeates our thinking. And so Yeshua is talking to the disciples in Luke chapter 9, and He gives them something. He bestows something to His followers. He gives them power, and He gives them authority. Now, we don't have time today to go into all these different word studies about the difference of the two. The way I taught my son this morning is power is a source, and authority is a source, but they are different. Okay, so like, if, if you have been given power, you've been given the ability and the prowess to accomplish a goal, to perform a task. You have been empowered. You've been given something that you yourself are incapable of doing by yourself to accomplish. You have been given power. A source gives you the ability. Okay, now authority. Authority is the rightful jurisdiction to carry out what you've been empowered to do. You have been handed the authority to carry that out. I gave my son, they were getting ready to start homeschool today, and they had a stack of Hebrew flashcards uh, bound up with rubber bands. I picked them up, and I said, Son, this is Yeshua. Me, myself. I am, I am metaphorically being Yeshua, and this stack of cards is my authority. And I'm, I'm literally bestowing it to you. I am, I am handing you my authority for what? What is authority? Executing something rightly according to the one who gave you the authority. You are, you are an ambassador of the government of the one who gave you that authority. So Yeshua Messiah comes, He empowers us to execute His authority, 
which is what? His name. Man, the mystery of the power of the name of Yeshua Messiah, if only the church would wake up to this reality and move out in power under the authority of the banner of Yeshua Messiah. There is literal power and authority in his name. So Yeshua, in this power and authority that he gives to men, to do what? The power and authority is over all demons and diseases. To heal them. To set people free because they have been empowered and given his authority over the demons and to heal diseases. So he sends them out after he has empowered them, after he has given them his power and his authority, he sends them out. Now I'll stop right here before we even get to why. I think that it's, it's something very sobering for us to realize when we start thinking about the scriptures that we know, about when Shua says, you know what, there's going to come a time when many people did these works. They cast out demons, even in my name. Okay, so let's just, just for a millisecond step out and realize there's power in the name of Yeshua, period. Well, we can talk about misuse, misrepresentation, you know, how we handle that rightly, under what authority we walk that name and its power out under, how we execute that power and authority that's in the name. Okay, these are good valid thoughts and questions. But he, of course, tells us that there's going to come a day that many did, in fact, do this, but he never knew them. Okay, so like there's some complexities within this reality. Now, this is a spiritual truth, period. There's power and there's authority to be had, but there we can't just blanket this statement as saying, okay, well, then everyone who walks in this power and this authority is actually in Messiah because he himself said there will be some who do these signs and wonders, yet do not know me, and I do not know them. Okay? But these specifically, Yeshua empowers, gives him his authority, and he sends them out. Well, why were they sent out? What were they sent out to do? In this scripture specifically, they were sent out to accomplish two things. Proclaim the kingdom of God. Let's just stop at this one for a second. To proclaim the kingdom of God is one reason that these men, and can we not say ourselves if we are in fact truly now, not Christians, not Christian Americans, not born into the Christian heritage, okay? And again, you may say real quickly, well, that's not me, brother. Next, I mean, you're always saying that, but listen. If you, can't, if you can't endure constant questioning about the source of your regeneration and your identity in Messiah, then friends, it's got some flaws. It has some holes. And so it's good for every single one of us to continually revisit what source we are walking out in and under. Am I a regenerated Christ, man? Okay, yes, amen, I am. Okay, we move from there. We must know that first. These are sent out. They're given authority and power over all demons and to heal diseases. And Yeshua Messiah sends them out. 
And they were sent out, number one, to proclaim the kingdom of God. They were sent out to proclaim, announce, declare the kingdom of God. Number one, if somebody asked you right now, if somebody walked up to you and said, excuse me, could you please explain to me what the kingdom of God is? What would you say? What would you respond with? What is the kingdom of God? We need to know. We need to know what it is we are proclaiming. Much of the Christian church is just flat out ignorant about what in fact we are even supposed to be doing. I mean, let's be clear. The, the kingdom of God is not merely going out and telling people that Jesus loves them. That is not the kingdom of God. But most Christian American thinking, again, missionaries go out, what do we do? We build Christian churches in other nations. We, we like organize an assembly. We tell people about Jesus. We hope they, quote, get saved and ask Jesus into their heart, which is falsehood. And then we go and do it again. That is not proclaiming the kingdom of God. There is so much more to what we have been sent out and empowered to do and to accomplish. The second thing is to heal the sick. Yeshua empowered. He gave his authority over all demons and to heal diseases, to proclaim the kingdom of God, and to heal the sick. Now let's just be real precise here. This is my train of thought a few minutes ago. Yeshua Messiah could have chosen any two things to say in this instance to his disciples. He could have come up with whatever he deemed most necessary in that moment to be empowered, given authority, and sent out to accomplish. He could have said a number of things. We have to realize that. He could have said all these things we could mention, but for the sake of time, I'm not even going to bring up other options. Instead, let's stick to the two we are given. We have to realize, because like I will even say, just like in, a, in an open confession type position, I do number one. I, I declare the kingdom. I proclaim the kingdom of God to the best of my understanding as limited as it still yet is. I do that. My life is about proclaiming the kingdom. It is, it is literally the main topic in my heart and mind that I want to talk about with anyone I meet. That there is a kingdom, there is a government, there is a, a Elohim of Elohim seated upon a people that carry out His governmental order on the earth in the way that He intended when He first created man. There is a kingdom of God that is absolutely vehemently opposed to the kingdoms of men. Okay, so let's look at the patterns of the kingdoms of the world and the kingdoms of men. Well, flip that over and you have the kingdom of God. Kingdoms of men say, self, self, self. Protect yourself, preserve yourself, advance yourself. Look your best. Present yourself in the best light. Take the best seat. Do what you have to do to look out for yourself because no one else will. Exalt yourself. Well, the kingdom of God 
It's defined by the polar opposite. And Yeshua taught that so clearly, friends. We do know that, right? Deny yourself. Lose your life for my sake and you'll find it. Join into my death. I mean, we could go on and on. The, the kingdom of God is defined by men who abandon their wills in the path of Yeshua Messiah to walk surrendered entirely to the Father's will and walk in unseen areas and kingdoms and realms. That's one thing we talked again in our time this morning, our teaching time in our family that I talked to my son about is like everything that that brings instantaneous temporal gratification, that's a pretty good sign you're walking in the kingdoms of men. If it makes you look good, if it props you up and makes you look awesome, oh, you better be careful. You might be advancing the kingdoms of the world. If it makes you look humiliated, if it brings suffering, if you have to labor to surrender your will and 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 then you find that you find deep-seated joy that is in the innermost place because it comes from the Father and peace that comes to you from the Father that that is not as the world gives, oh, well, you might be in the kingdom of God. You might be demonstrating the kingdom of God and therefore living according to its attributes, which are eternal fruits, not temporal, mere fleeting satisfactions. And so, as what I started to say was, I admittedly walk in number one a whole lot more than I walk in number two, which is the healing of the sick. I do that in measure. Oddly enough, that, that <laughs> the reality is God has really used me to do that in the past over the last, I don't know, 15 years with healing with people. I have no excuse to say, oh, well, what if God doesn't do anything? The last 10 people I prayed for, nothing happened. That's not my story. The problem is I still don't move in maturity in that reality. My awareness isn't up. My, my, maybe my willingness to be as alert to that as I am the kingdom of God part, proclaiming it, I'm still immature in that area. The Lord needs to, to help me, to teach me in this area. Just some questions according to the scripture. I'm going to read it and then we're going to ask some questions and I'm going to bring this to a close. Yeshua gave his disciples power and authority over all demons and to heal diseases. How many demons? All demons. And he sent them out. Why did he send them out? To proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Again, a few questions and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Has anything changed? Has anything changed? I know, I know people from my old traditional church past, everything's just thrown out because, well, God doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do anything through like an apostolic, um, he doesn't do anything through an apostolic order. Uh, he doesn't do anything as he did with the disciples back then because we're in a different time. And that was for those men that were actually physically beside Yeshua. And so that's not for us. 
it's very sad, really. I mean, I, I literally don't understand. Now, I understand from my vantage point, that's just an excuse to say I don't have to deal with that. That's my only proper understanding of that because I can't doctrinally give myself in any way to believe for a second that that was all merely for a few years with a handful of men. That's just foolishness to me. Because the scripture is full of things that we, we read, we study, we learn, and then we realize that they were a mere pattern for us to then implement in our own lives. Another question, are we ourselves also empowered and given the same authority? Um, yes, if anything, greater. Yeshua Messiah ascended. He sent the Holy Spirit. We are now the temper, temple, tabernacle, ark that carries the presence of God. His Spirit now literally indwells man. We have been given limitless power and authority to walk in the name of Yeshua. What is the kingdom of God? We talked about that just a little bit, but listen, we can't go out and proclaim a message that we don't even know. I can't go and meet a brother today who, who just doesn't even know what the kingdom of God is and proclaim it to him unless I myself know what in the world it is. What is it? Well, we need to know. We cannot be ignorant. And lastly, are we healing the sick today? Let's just be pointed. When was the last time you laid your hand upon a sick human being, prayed in power and authority over every demon to heal diseases, and let's not worry about fruit. Well, and then saw him healed because your faith was so awesome. I'm not even talking about that. We're not getting into like fulfillment of our faith and our expectation. I'm talking about the mere action. Are we taking the action? Let's not worry about the faith and let's not worry about, well, I did that and nothing happened. No, we're not looking for excuses anymore. We're not looking for excuses. It's time for the church to burn up their excuses and believe the word of God. Are, are you, friend, healing the sick? I do not give myself to that enough. I do in measure, but not enough. What if? What if now? <laughs> what if the truly regenerated Christ men get, this, get these commands, these truths, these realities that we ourselves, in the power of, of Yeshua Messiah actually have been given the ability to, to alter humanity. I'm telling you, that, that will be my message for the rest of my days, Lord willing, increasing in measure. That listen, people, we have got to get ourselves out of our Christian programmed brains and put on the Spirit to put on the mind of Christ and walk empowered by the Spirit to believe again. To have faith and expectancy, not in ourselves. We simply respond as obedient sons, but in the power and authority that comes from us, comes to us from Yeshua Messiah, just like it did His disciples in His day. Same power, same authority, same sending out, same Result.
It's a pattern, friends. It makes, it does not matter if you know this, if you do not do it. If you know it and don't do it, it's irrelevant. It's powerless. And friends, look around. It's the fruit of the church. The fruit of the church in this hour shows we are not walking in power and authority that comes from Yeshua Messiah that sends us out. We're not. Let's own up to it. Let's mature. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's walk in His path. Everything that's the Father's is ours just as much as what was the Father's was for Emmanuel. It's the same. It's the same today. Be encouraged, friends. Let's move out. Raise your faith. May your faith be stirred to be expectant, to preach and declare the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Amen.